Hey, it's time for our AM Minnesota show. We've got some talented people in studio. Oh, Paradise Community Theater is presenting If Then. It's a musical. The music by Tom Kitt. The book and lyrics by Brian Yorkey. Performances are October 20th, 21st at 7.30 in the evening. October 22nd at 2 in the afternoon. October 26th, 7th, and 8th at 7.30 in the evening, and the 29th at 2 in the afternoon. And one of the performances is going to be ASL interpreted. We have a near cast of thousands here in our studio today. One of them is Will McIntyre. He is, well, he's the new... What's your official title, Will? Performing Arts and Education Director yeah, at the Paradise. At the Paradise. How's mm-hmm. that going, by the way? Pretty good, yeah. It's pretty full circle. I grew up on the stage, and now I'm working there full time. It's pretty awesome. It's got to be kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, like, working with Julie, you know, I've seen her in there since I was a little kid, and now we're coworkers, so it's pretty awesome. I'll bet it is. So tell me about If Then... Okay, buckle up. Here we go. If Then follows a woman named Elizabeth who's returning to New York City after a failed marriage and she just wants to start her life over new. And then we find her in the park the day she returns and she makes one pivotal slash minor choice. And then her life splits into two paths and that's where our show begins. We follow both of those paths all the way to the end. This is a musical. Correct, yep. So, tell me about the music. The music is intricate, to say the least, but I would say it's one of the best scores written in, like, the last ten years. This is the team that wrote the Pulitzer Prize-winning musical uh, Next to Normal. So they know what they're doing, and they did it again with this one. It's a little lesser known, but I think anyone who comes and sees it will love it. You want to introduce the people to your left here for me? Sure. So to my left, I have Alex Ayers, who's playing Lucas. And then we have Zeke Brooks, who's in our ensemble, playing many parts. And then we also have Julie Longshore, who will be our costumer, and it was our costume designer. Oh, okay. So this is a modern, this is a modern woman. Yes, very contemporary. So in terms of costumes, I mean, it's not like you have to go back to... Right, it's not a period piece, which I think Julie was happy about. <laughs> Were you, Julie? I was. I was happy about it. Um, <coughs> I think the what's going to be difficult or challenging with the piece, just because it is modern, um, I actually gave the cast a list of clothing items to bring in, so that one, they're wearing their own clothes, so that they're comfortable and feel just kind of get in, get in touch with their character as themselves. Um, on stage. So uh, tonight we're actually going to be kicking it off, uh, trying to incorporate costume pieces into rehearsal, um, see how that goes, see what we still need, what we're missing, what we need to change. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I, even though, you know, as a costume designer, I'm used to going and just pulling random things, trying to make sure they fit. It, there was a whole lot on the backside that I did instead which was i did a lot of research i watched a lot of uh, different versions of the show and just kind of came up with a list of items that i think would work for these characters and you know 
we'll we'll see how it comes together. I mean, basically, let's be honest, people in New York wear the same stuff that people in Minnesota do, right? Right. Yeah. I know. It's like all of the scenes that are set like on the city streets, I just wanted them to look like normal people you'd see every single day. Yep. How is the set? What is the set? Is the it set. Central Park or something? So the set is actually... Since we have to go through so many different locations in New York City, it's just like constantly changing. We decided to just keep it pretty simple and have a bridge on the back. So characters cross the bridge quite like often. Like the Brooklyn Bridge or something? Yeah, so it's kind of like the Brooklyn Bridge, Manhattan Bridge, whatever, you know, your imag- wherever your imagination takes you. And besides that, we also just have like minor set pieces that come in and out for like apartment scenes and then a park bench, you know. Since it changes so often and so many times, we had to keep it fairly simple. Yeah. Sure. Now, I was on that Brooklyn Bridge when I was in New York City doing a... Well, I went to a show on Broadway Mm -hmm. in 2009, one of the reasons I went there. And I went to a Twins game, and I went to another game when Johan Santana was pitching for the Mets (laughs) back in 2009. And... I was riding with, with the cool thing about New York City, right? I'm riding, riding on a double-decker bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I've got a, a woman from Switzerland, a woman from Russia, and a woman from some other country sitting in the back seat with me. And we're just having a blast. You're riding on the double-decker bus. All of a sudden, a lightning storm hits. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you're on the top where there's no, yeah. there no roof, right? Correct, yeah. Right. You know, and we're on the Brooklyn Bridge, which <laughs> means you're elevated, right? Yep. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're going to find <laughs> out about this young man's characters. You said he plays mm-hmm. more than one Many. character. Yep, that's got to be difficult. Yeah, <laughs> is that challenging playing more than one person? Um, How do you remember who you are? Luckily, it's all smaller characters, so it's not too complicated. What I really got to work on is distinguishing the characters so right. it doesn't seem yeah. like it's all the same person. Correct. Um, but at certain points, I am a bartender or a train conductor or just another New Yorker, and uh, it's been pretty interesting. Um, yeah, the New York accent down? <laughs> we haven't really discussed that. Oh, okay. You're, um, not, you're not doing that. You're saying... You know, these people are from everywhere, you know, like Elizabeth is just returning from Phoenix, so she's probably picked up a Phoenix accent for all for all we know, you know. Sure. So Right. Mhm. So it's not necessary you're saying in the story. Yeah, not necessary. Nope. <laughs> okay. We're going to learn more about if then is the music rock? Is it a I mean, what kind of music is it? I would say it's like contemporary musical theater. There's like Hints of rock, hints of, it's lots of ballads in there too, so a little bit of everything. So this is a a love story? You could say that, yeah. There's love involved for sure. You know, obviously you talk about a failed marriage, mm-hmm. so it's love of yourself maybe after mm-hmm. going through something like that. Yeah. Because I went through a divorce and you don't feel good about yourself. Right. Coming out of, at least I didn't, coming out of mine. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit more about if... Then, when, where can people get tickets? There's not a bad seat in the Paradise, by Correct, the way. Correct, yeah. Very small venue, but please get your tickets online at paradisecenterforthearts.org. You have cup holders now. Correct, yes, and new seats, so please come see us. And also, you can buy them. Um, you can call us at 507-332-7372. Or the season tickets. 
Mm-hmm. We also have season ticket passes available right now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> there, there's choreography involved in this. you got a couple of folks involved in that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when AM Minnesota continues. But I need to get the opening market before the jury will have my hide. And I kind of like my hide. Our agri-boosters include 3-2-1 fence, Faribault. Specializing in top-quality fences for residential and commercial properties. Also, Lance at LNK Concrete LLC, custom concrete flatwork handyman services. They prep it and pour it. Book your spring project now and receive 15% off the total cost. More information available, go to l-kconcretellc.com, l-kconcretellc.com. Soybeans and cattle are higher in the early going on Thursday. Corn and hogs are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits the products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are up modestly, getting ready for the USDA's crop update with a wide range of estimates for yield. Unknown did buy 295,000 tons of U.S. beans this morning, the second day in a row with an announced sale. November soybeans are up four at 12.56 and a half. January's three higher at 12.75 and a half. December bean meals up six dollars twenty cents at three eighty three thirty. December soybean oils down twenty three points at fifty two forty nine. Corn's lower, with the analysts expecting USDA to lower yield production and ending stocks at least slightly from September. Guatemala purchased nearly one hundred twenty five thousand tons of U.S. corn. December's two and three quarters lower at four eighty five and a quarter, and March corn's down three at five dollars and three quarters. And wheat's down. U.S. and world weight ending stocks are both expected to be up from last month. Most of the uh, support tied to world weather issues is being canceled out by slow export demand for U.S. wheat. December's uh, Chicago's now down seven and a half at five forty-eight and a half. Ahead of the USDA numbers, December cotton's down ten at eighty-four ninety-five. November rice is steady at fifteen ninety-three. Live and feeder cattle are up, but the feeder's in the lead on this lower-moving corn, waiting to see how the rest of the week's direct business shakes out. Asking prices this morning are at 183-plus live. December lives, 52 higher at 187.50, and February's up 47 at 191.72. November feeders are dollar forty higher at 253.40. January's up $2 at 255.30. And hogs are pressured by questions about demand in yesterday's lower-moving pork. December's down 97 cents at $69, and February leans 82 lower at 73.85. Crude oil's up. John Perkins, Brown. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. You know, KDHL Agri-Boosters brought you that opening market report. They include Northland Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Craig helps protect all things that are important to you. And T&W Towing, your off-road recovery experts. In studio today, by the way, tomorrow, I get to go to Oatana. We're going to be at the Oatana History Center, and we're going to visit with the Commissioner of the Department of Natural Resources because guess what? The 11th Annual Governor's Pheasant Hunting Opener is in Oatana this weekend. They're hosting. So I get to go over to Oatana and do the show tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. Today we're talking about If Then. It's a play, Paradise Community Theater. It's a musical 
and Will's trying to kind of explain it for us because it's a, a relatively new show. I know off the air, I think you said it's been less than a decade since this <clears> opened. <throat> yeah, I think it opened on Broadway in 2014, I believe. So coming up on like a 10-year anniversary for it, but it still feels very contemporary, very, you know, this would happen right now. So, and that's kind of how we're setting it is like modern day. Is so. that why you chose it, Will? Yeah, I think it has a lot of topics and themes that are important to be discussed in the arts area because I think that <clears throat> the arts is a great outlet for us to explore these stories and these topics and sort of have people witness them and have them think about it on their way out of the theater and try to incorporate those into their everyday life and just be conscious about everything and this show has made me very conscious of every single decision I make every day because it's, you know, you know, you choose this. If this happens, then this is where you'll go. That's kind of the. Well, you can only choose what you have at your disposal at the right. time you make the decision, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. How many of us in our lives, if we had hindsight, would change things? Right. That's but a big question the show tries to tackle is. What would you do if you could, like, start all over again, you know? Yeah. So all of us are going to be able to relate to this. You're yes. Saying. In some way, I don't know which character you'll relate to, but you will relate to one of the characters, and you'll definitely relate to Elizabeth at some point during the show. And now I know why it is called If <laughs> Then, right? Yes. That's why it's called that. So tell me about your character. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing the character of Lucas, who uh, was very good friends with the main character, Elizabeth, back in college. Um, they hadn't really been, like, hadn't really met up since she had uh, gotten married, moved to Phoenix. She came back, they decided to meet up, and, um, you know, depending on which, who she is, I'm either her best friend or... Her best friend with benefit? <laughs> Question mark. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he's a you know a, a, a housing activist, very uh, a driven person, um, sort of living a little bit in squalor um, because of his uh, work. But um, you know, I, I I really enjoyed the character. I've enjoyed sort of. Um, diving into you know how he operates and um, you know the different choices that he makes even uh, during he's the show. probably a little leery right because she's on the rebound right yeah definitely is, it, is that right yeah probably a little bit at least yeah um, I would say Lucas is probably the most complex character in the show because especially like how different the different plots you have to go like so back and forth between every single scene um but yeah watching alex do that has been super rewarding seeing them like grow into this character like every single day i notice something a little different but come see the show come see alex <laughs> in this role um you have to do some solos oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely um and those have been a lot of fun honestly uh, all of the music in this show is really like I, I'll be completely honest, I don't think there's a song in this show that I don't like. Like, all of the songs are very fun in their own ways. And, um, How about the choreography? Choreography <laughs> is fantastic. 
I don't do much of it personally, but watching everyone else, you know, dancing, it's it's so fun and super entertaining and just a great great thing. Honestly, but everybody on the stage sing. Yes. Yep. We have full company numbers where everyone is singing and lots of solos, lots of duets, smaller groups. But then, yeah, there's at least you know four or five songs where the entire company is singing and. There's just like a big wall of sound that they produce, and it's really amazing to be in the space to hear it. Okay. You like the music? I actually really like the music. Uh, I agree with uh, Alex that I don't think there is a bad song in it. I think all the songs are very good, and the music was, out of all the shows I've worked on, probably the most complex to learn. But on the bright side, the, the dances were... I think easier for me to learn, but they're still very entertaining. Uh, there's just a lot going on in the big dance numbers, and it's the ones that I'm not in are very fun to watch. Um, so this play—it sounds like this play has a message to it, obviously, but they do it in a fun way. <clears throat> yes, and I would say like all the music and all of the choreography, all it does is complement the story and enhance the story. Nothing is there just for like filler, whatever. It's all written for a reason in every single line in the songs and every single movement the choreography it's just everything makes sense and i think we did a really good job putting it all together to you know enhance the story and make sure that the story gets through do you have to sing and dance in different characters most of my singing and dancing is all kind of just as a general new yorker okay um but yeah that's about it mostly just new yorker singing and dancing so it comes to mind, we've got the costumer here, right? Mm -hmm. If the costumes are modern day clothes, why would you need a costumer? <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. Um, I think the point of having me as a costumer is just a, a single set of eyes to look and make sure everything looks cohesive on stage. <laughs> oh, like okay. We've got things that are coordinated and matching but deliberate. Um, well, there may be a character here who doesn't coordinate and match, right? And there, we do have a character that is a little scraggly, and I don't, scraggly might not be the right word. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just, you, you kind of have to come and see the show to understand. Um, but, but like the choreography, I, I'd say the costumes are deliberate. You know, the choreography is very deliberate as it's being presented on stage. And you have you know? to think about the choreography when you're doing the yes. costumes, right? Yes. We need to make sure that people are able to move <clears throat> in what they're wearing. Correct. So The oh. other thing that was really important that I wanted Julie for is that we do have two plots happening simultaneously. And it was, it was beneficial to kind of have different costuming things on both sides to help the audience decipher oh i'm watching elizabeth in this universe or no i'm watching her in this universe so it's been a lot of trying to figure out the small things to help Center us decipher part. yeah yep. <clears throat> so is part of this in phoenix and part of it in new york then nope it's all in new york but it's just from the one decision she makes at the very beginning it splits off into two paths and then we see her in new york city kind of figuring out you know the business side trying to build up her career and then the other ways like trying to take life by the horns and just grab every moment you know so it's kind of a back and forth and 
one other thing that really helps decipher is that one plot line, she gets the, the nickname Liz, and then the other, it's Beth. So it's like Liz decides to stay in the park with her best friend Kate and listen to the sexy guitar guy. <laughs> and then Beth gets a call from her old uh, grad school buddy with a job offer. So <clears throat> Interesting. If then... Again, how do people get tickets, Will? They can go online at paradisecenterforthearts.org or they can call the box office at 507-332-7372. Should note that this is an adult play. Correct, yep. It is technically rated R, um, but I would say audiences 15 and up will enjoy it. Um, Just know that based on the language and some of the themes, you know, don't bring your five-year-old. That's (laughs) the main thing, yeah. Parental discretion. Yeah, you think your kid can handle adult, you know, mature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing a five year old wouldn't like this play. Right, like I saw it when I was 14 or 15, and I loved it. So, with that in mind, had you heard of this before? I had not. I came into this completely blind. Um, I didn't know anything about the show before I auditioned, and then I auditioned. So, why did you audition if you knew nothing about the show? Um, it, it was partially, uh, I, I was asked, honestly, uh, they needed some more people and they were like reaching out to people that they knew. And I, I was one of them. Sure. And, uh, the other part of it, uh, and I wouldn't have auditioned if I didn't want to, obviously, but, uh, the other part of it was, I just wanted to do something new and, you know, it, it's, a lot of fun for me at least to um go into new shows and get these new experiences and it's been a blast honestly for me to um you know not only learning about this show but also um performing with you know everyone in the cast and working with everyone in the crew as well um and if i could go back and and change my mind i don't think i would well, there you go. How about you? Know. you? You like? Had you heard of this play before? I had not heard of this play, and I kind of the same uh, thing. I didn't know anything about it. I kind of auditioned on a whim. I hadn't worked on anything in a while, so I thought it could be fun. Um, and uh, yeah, no regrets. I'm really enjoying it so far. It's been a challenge, but an enjoyable challenge, I think. So, you yeah. guys think you're going to be ready on the twentieth? I think so. I think we're in a really good spot right now. You hear that, Will? Mm-hmm. That is good to hear for, for me. <laughs> yeah. it is. I think it's in a great spot. And then we're also adding lights. We're going to be adding microphones. We're going to be adding all these things. And another thing is that our light design for the show is very impressive. I think it's one of the best lighting designs that the Paradise has ever seen. And I think that... Um, so our light designer, his name's Dylan Weiss, and... He's just been having a blast. He's working his butt off getting all these light cues. And the lighting is one thing that really helps us decipher which plot we're in, you know. So come for the lights, come for the cast, come for everything. The songs and everything. <clears throat> is any of this music familiar? You know, it's not a jukebox musical. People probably won't pick out things that they know, but I think they'll leave humming the tunes, you know. Um, but yeah, none of it has was in any other form before the show. If then is the name of the show 
And again, the performances October 20th, 21st, 7.30 in the evening, 22nd, 2 in the afternoon, 26th, 27th, 28th, 7.30. The 26th performance is ASL Interpreted. And then again, another matinee on the 29th at 2 in the afternoon. I'm assuming the matinees tickets are probably going better than the others at this point. You know, it's about it's about even. We are really hoping ticket sales go up because, you know, it's a newer musical. People don't know what it is, so they're kind of Literally. not sure. They're not sure if they want to buy a ticket. But I think that anyone who gets a ticket and comes and sees it, they will absolutely love it. And I think that they will leave thinking about the life they're living and kind of... You know, I just hope that they leave thinking about, you know, the choices that we make and how they impact us and others and just sort of living without any regrets, you know? Yep. I like that theme. If then, again, is the name of it, tickets are $18 if you're a member, $20 if you're a non-member, another incentive to get a membership, right? (laughs) You pay for that in just a few productions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it pays off if you come down to the paradise. Students are 14. Now, that students, is that college as well as high school? Or yes, what? yep. So just show a student ID, and then we will give you that student price. Yeah. Again, Will, you've got a couple of ladies, it looks like here, that are on the choreography on this. Mm-hmm. Yep, so my choreographer, my main one is Bree Bailey. She's an Oatana native. Um, and then my assistant director, Lily Rorick. Um, both of them are actually in the cast as well. Um, they've been super great to work with along with our music director, Sarah Wilder. Um, this team has really just put it all together and we've just, this has probably been the most difficult project I've ever worked on trying to balance two plot lines at once, making sure that we can decipher back and forth which plot line we're in and kind of where we're at in the story as we go along. It's kind of tricky to keep straight as we were rehearsing because we just kind of went back, you know rehearse things over and over but now that we're finally going from beginning to the end every single night it's really rewarding and kind of seeing the entire journey um yeah i don't know it's it's just been really rewarding as a director seeing them and then yeah you let your choreographers kind of do their own thing you hands off kind of or what we kind of did it together because this was actually her first time choreo like doing choreography for a musical um but she brought in, like, all the ideas, and I was just like, yes, I love that, to everything she put on the table. So it was it was all her. Yep. So this is going to be an interesting program to watch, a play to watch, because of the choreography, you're saying. <clears throat> yes. There isn't a ton of choreography just because, um, you know, there are a lot of ballads and sort of smaller numbers but the ones that do have choreography are very intricate but also somewhat easy to execute at the same time we just kind of wanted it to look like normal people doing the choreography living the lives on the stage so yeah will we have a surprise ending in this without giving away the ending yeah the ending surprise people you think? I think the ending is one of the best endings ever written for musical theater. I think like the finale, that entire scene is just one of the coolest ways to end. It was the coolest possible way to end this show. Um, and I think like throughout Act Two, there's a lots of there's a lot of twists and turns, and 
you know, it's just you. Yeah, you just have to get your tickets and come see it because I'm not going to give it away. No, I didn't but, want you to. Yeah, is it a couple hours long? How long? Yeah, is it? I would. It's, it's going to be about two, a little over two hours. Um, how, how many numbers are in it? There's about twenty five. I believe wow. total. Yep. So, and it's about even. Act one, act two have about the same. But so it's almost all music. That's a lot of music. It's tons of music and a few scenes between. So, you ever been in an opera, Will? I have not, but I've been in like a half opera. But I would say it is almost like an opera, just based on like the structure of the music with the book. It is closer to an opera than a lot of musicals that I know. Oh, awesome. You ever been to an opera? I have not. <laughs> How about you? I have. Uh, I was really young when I went, so okay. I don't remember much. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of enjoy the opera. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird, but I do. No, I do too. Yep. It's a different <clears throat> form, right, of telling a story. It's yeah. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we only have a few seconds left of the show. We'll give out the uh, you can call and get tickets too, right? The mm-hmm. box office? Yes. So the box office, you can call us at 507-332-7372 or you can get those tickets online at paradisecentertheartsorg Paradise Community Theater, If Then, music by Tom Kitt, book and lyrics by Brian Yorkey. It sounds incredible. Looking forward to it. October 20th is the opener. That concludes today's edition of AM Minnesota.